0: The old one, I don't, it wasn't quite so uh, pink and blue, if I recall correctly.
1: Well, well, that this is the old one. Yeah, that's the old Bill and Ted. <laughs> but, uh, hey everybody, welcome to uh, session four of Groundskeepers. Now, if this is your first time joining us, I'll catch you up to speed real quick. Basically, we're a unique game of Star Trek Adventures in that all the players are Undine, or you might know them better as Species8472. Now, they're a part of a specific faction that is friendly with the Federation, and if you want to know more about that, I recommend checking out my Fenrir and October games because you will learn more about that there. Um, What I would say, though, is you don't really need to have watched those other games to enjoy this one, but again, you're going to catch some references and nods if you do. And you can catch the VODs for everything on my YouTube and most of the popular podcast solutions um in terms of announcements this week i just have two real quick ones uh the first is obviously i'm still participating in extra life that goes from now till the uh i believe it's november 7th and for the month of september i'm donating 25 of my bits and subs to the cause in addition to whatever you lovely people donate so if you're interested in that sort of thing uh check out the links below the stream uh the other thing i would like to say uh is that tonight is going to be even more different than usual in that it's going to be a horror-themed session. Now, we sort of see horror a few times in Star Trek, especially in TNG. Um, so it's it's one of those where your mileage will vary. So I'm not exactly sure how long tonight's session will go. Could be short, could be long. We'll find out together. Um, but there's sort of your disclaimer if you're expecting something completely off the wall. Uh, but with that said, let's go around and have my two players introduce themselves, starting with John. Hey. Hi.
2: I'm John, I'm in the smoky confines of Seattle, and uh, I am playing Tabaris, um, and I am looking forward to seeing how our light-hearted characters deal with a horror-themed game. <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm Brian, I'm in the smoky Victoria, just west of Seattle in Canada, um, and uh, yeah, I, it'll be very interesting to see our,
1: our happy-go-lucky dudes uh, jaunt around in some horror. Excellent. Excellent. With that, let's go ahead and run our introduction. Right, and welcome back. So something I do like doing for all of my games is having a player do the opening log. And today, I think Rez has that honor.
0: Co-Captain's Log, Cycle 17 Omega 2.3. After the sweeping coup of actually adding life to the universe, the Troust, Tabris, and I find ourselves orbiting a Class J gas giant. Long-range sensors detected a strange domed city in orbit. But the curious thing is that our sensors weren't able to pierce the dome's outer shell. And so we've dutifully gotten closer, but even more puzzling, despite our advanced sensors, we find the interior remains a mystery. I'm anxious to see how this plays out. We have yet to hear from Boothby after sending our reports. So while I anticipate they in command will be pleased with our previous mission, I still don't know. So hopefully this mission ends with another feather to add to our proverbial cap, just in case they focus too much on the decidedly dicey parts of our last mission.
1: Very nice. So uh, to sort of set the scene here is the Troust is, as said, orbiting a gas giant near a floating dome city. Now this dome city is almost arrayed in a hexagonal type fashion where every single quote-unquote spoke or point of the hex has some form of a appendage or a docking arm that comes out from the central hub. Uh, In the very middle of this hexagon is a dome that stretches maybe about uh we'll say four to five uh kilometers. So it's fairly large in terms of a dome surface. Um what you can see though is that the dome itself is made of a transparent material. Your sensors aren't able to tell what exactly like it's not transparent aluminum or something like that. But your sensors are able to at least do a visual uh, inspection. And you can see that the city inside is, uh, for lack of a better word, abandoned. You're not like seeing vehicles on the streets. You're not seeing uh, people walking around. But you can't really get a good look from where you are right now. Um, And in terms of the actual system you're in, in case it matters... Um, there's, of course, the gas giant where all this is happening. It's a Class J, about the size of Jupiter. Um, the star is somewhere on the neighborhood of a larger uh, red giant, so pretty sizable star. Um, there's also an asteroid belt that goes out beyond the gas giant, and that's about it. It's a fairly standard system, all things considered.
2: This gives John, the player, um Very dark city vibes. So, uh, should we uh, uh, dock and see what's going on?
0: I mean, maybe our first instinct shouldn't be to dock. Let's maybe try hailing them.
1: Oh, I don't don't see anybody, but yeah, okay. All right. So, this is going to be a simple control and engineering uh, assisted by the ship's communications and engineering. Difficulty of zero, so free momentum for you. Woot. Um, Would an infiltration focus help? Uh, I'll give it to you. I will give it to you.
2: And it was like uh, the ship's what?
1: Oh, God. Uh, communications <laughs> and engineering. And I see we're starting off with a complication tonight. That's good. Oh, boy. It's always good.
2: Bombs, engineering.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. What? We're going to die. <laughs> this is the night we die. I'm
1: going to give you guys free momentum. <laughs> this is supposed to be easy. Okay. Um. Alright, I think I know what I want to have happen. So you do get the one momentum. You You do get your one success and one momentum, but what happens is when the trous sends out a communication to the sh- to the dome city, what comes back is an ungodly like uh, violin over sheet metal like screeching metallic sort of horrific sound that not only causes the trous to spark and maybe even the communications to quite literally turn dark and burn out but the <laughs> Troust avatar that you're normally interfacing with uh, actually deactivates. Huh. Well, well um,
2: what did you do, Rez?
0: Um, you know what, Tabitha, don't worry about it. Uh, you just take us in closer. Let's get lined up for that dock, and I'll, uh, I'll take a look and see whether uh, the Troust is having some sort of uh, mechanical issue or something, because uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what just happened.
2: Is this some, Is this one of those things that we're going to agree to leave out of the report?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, let's definitely let's definitely not mention this. At oh, all. okay. We'll, we'll just say we made the standard efforts to contact them before we docked. All, all right.
2: right. Uh, so what we're doing is we're going with
1: my original plan.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks like you were the smartest one on the room. This one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Alright, now, this is going to seem an odd question, but uh, let me actually draw a quick hexagon on the map. Um, I'm curious, what spoke would you be docking at? Let me pick a color that can see here. Oh, I see what it's doing. It's trying to do brush instead of line. There we go. Alright, so let's say that... It's a very rough hexagon, but let's say that's the hexagon. Uh, which spoke would you guys like to come in at? I think we'll go to the uh one
2: that is just screaming our name because it is so pushed out there. Uh we'll go with the West one.
1: The western one. Okay. Uh so the troust comes in and you make to dock with the arm. And what happens is the arm itself begins to split open and you realize that it's not actually a like a solid docking arm like an umbilical uh what it is is it's almost like a collapsed claw so the claw sort of unfurls itself and very gently very tenderly uh sort of claps clam, ah, clamps down onto the troust. and from what would be the palm of the claw it extends that gangway that then connects with your airlock
2: um rez i'm starting to Double, I'm starting to rethink uh, our, our plan. I mean, why? This
0: technology isn't any weirder than any other technology we've seen.
2: Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of getting the heebie jeebies here.
0: What are the heebie jeebies? Is that, is that like a medical thing? Should I alert commands? I don't understand.
2: No, 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 no. Uh, uh, no, never mind. All
0: right, all right. You're sure you're feeling all right, though? Like, oh, this isn't mm-hmm. like we. Should we, like, put on some quarantine suits or something? Like, I don't want to infect this new civilization uh, that we're about to meet with some sort of uh, heber jabbers uh, that might, like, kill them. You don't know what their immune systems are like.
2: Well, I mean, that could be said about any civilization we run across. Alright, you make an excellent point. Sure. I mean, are we gonna just suit up in protective gear every time? <laughs> you know... Now that you raise that point, we
0: might, should, actually. I mean, if we're going to worry about carrying disease, I mean, we're not going to get a disease, obviously, but uh, we might carry them. I, I guess, you know what? What, we, what we'll do is we'll just get the trust to put in, like, a de- disinfectant shower through the airlocks so that we always get cleaned. So we're not bringing anything from the ship to the place. Yeah, anyway, anyway we'll, we'll figure it out later. We should be fine without
1: suits, I think. All right. So before you go aboard, I do have to ask: uh, Are you taking any special equipment with you? Uh, I mean, I'm not other than my
0: Undine brand tricorder and my Undine brand <laughs> feizer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, yeah, those are the same things I'm bringing.
1: Okay. All righty. So uh, I'm also we- going to bring a thermos of chicken noodle soup. Which replicator pattern? um beta beta solid choice so <laughs> so as you uh secure your thermos and you head to the airlock uh of course the troust does its best to immediately apply that disinfectant spray so that way nothing in the air from the troust goes into the the uh the actual station itself so there's kind of that moment where you're just sort of that one moment in mass effect one where you're just sort of sitting at that airlock waiting to cycle through as the map loads et etc cetera, et cetera. But uh, what happens is when the other side of the airlock opens and you're gained access to the station, what immediately hits your nostrils is the smell of blood. So that very copper, very pungent smell that is typical of, say, a murder scene or any place where blood has been spilled in great quantities. But the strangest thing is, in the corridor you're seeing... There's no blood. In fact, it's an immaculate corridor made of corrugated metal, or at least something that's been designed like such. And the passageway is fairly large. Um, You could maybe fit like a Terran elephant in here if you really wanted to. But you're not seeing, again, no people, no drones, nothing. This is fresh blood or like old blood? I would say that this smells like it has been recently spilled. All right, uh, Terris, You want to you want to go first, buddy? Um,
0: as our security expert, I just want you to know that I don't want to be standing in your line of fire. I just really want to be you know be clear of that. Oh um, yeah, uh,
2: of course. Uh, and of course, as our science officer, you'll be uh, scanning for everything.
0: Oh oh, for sure. Yeah yeah. Um, we're not uh, through the dome yet, right? Like we're not under the dome, so we'd still. Uh, we I assume we're still not getting any kind of new readings. Correct. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm not reading anything new. We're probably not going to get anything until we get under whatever that uh, whatever that dome is. Uh, Although I'd really like a closer look at that, because, I mean, if it's not transparent aluminum and it's not like a bio, uh, uh, what do I want? Like a a biological phenomena, then uh, we might be able to like incorporate into the trials. Maybe we'd have like a like a domed, uh, like garden, and we'd be able to sit there and look out at the void and be scared.
2: Right. So um uh, you know I'm a little concerned. So um Tabras is going to just take some take some general readings
1: medic- medically speaking. Alright. In that case that's gonna be a reason medicine difficulty of one. Let's see. And you would have a focus for this, looking at your focus list.
2: Oh, nice. I don't know whether or not that's a good thing or not. (laughs) Because the only one I can think of that applies is the first one. And I'm like, no, I don't want that one to apply. Mm
1: -hmm. One success. So when you run the medical scan of the air and the environment, what you see is interesting. Of course, that could be said of many things. But what I mean is... Remember how in um, Voyager episode five four, where the whole concept of this started, where the Undine made a station to look like Starfleet's um, San Francisco? Mm -hmm. You're seeing an exact copy of that on your scans.
2: Hmm. What's so so? This may actually be Undine.
0: Uh, no, it's definitely not Undine. Like the trust would have known.
2: Well, here, look. And he shows him the scanner.
0: Oh, that's not. I mean, that's those. That can't be right. Uh, can we trust are you back up yet? Nothing. All right. Well, we'll we'll pipe those back to the trust to do a full analysis. But I I wouldn't trust those readings. That that can't be right.
2: Just because you couldn't open communications doesn't mean I can't scan a hallway.
0: Yeah, but listen, if the the results you're getting are impossible, then I think they're probably wrong.
2: You know, they do say, you know, once you've eliminated all of the other possibilities, the remaining possibilities, no matter how out there must be true,
0: yeah, okay, so run me through all of the possibilities you eliminated, Tavris, before you assumed that your scan was right, and that we were looking at a station that shouldn't exist.
2: Um, I ran through a lot. <laughs> and he just keeps walking down the hall.
1: I, he's well, got, he's, I mean, he's, I mean he's don't leave me here. <laughs> Alright. So it's the strangest thing where you don't really have a map of the station, but... It almost feels like you just you have that innate gut feeling like, you know, yeah, I need to go this way or I need to go that way. Turn left here. Turn right there to get where you're going. And as you all are, you know, following your gut, quote unquote, I'd like you each to roll me a fitness and a medicine, please. The difficulty is a one. Oh, no. Uh, Can I use survival as a focus? Uh, I'll give it to you. I will give you survival as a focus. All right, oh, that's goodness. one for Res. Res is fine. Tabris gets momentum. I believe you're up to uh, two momentum with that. Very nice. So, uh, you notice out of the corner of your eye every once in a while that there's something following you, or at least you kind of get that sense that there's a shadow. Then, when you turn to look, the shadow isn't there anymore. But as you're going through these large corridors, there's there's something behind you.
0: I do not like
1: this. Uh, so,
2: <clears throat> do the Undine just copy uh, the Terrans in the sense of like our computers respond to computer, or is there another way? Like, if I truly believe this is an Undine station, mm-hmm. how would I communicate with any sort of computer system on board?
1: Um, I would say if this is like San Francisco replica, you could just simply say computer X, Y, Z. But the one thing I would say is that while your readings indicate that this is like San Francisco, visually it's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. Or at least, again, what you're seeing so far. could be different once you get into the dome, but as a reminder, I did mention the Golden Gate Bridge as something you saw when you first came in.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Golden Gate, I...
1: that's New York. I know what I meant. No, Golden Gate is San Francisco. Yeah. Oh. Fine. I'm getting my cities. Ignore me. I'm having a moment.
0: It'd be weird if we ignored you, but uh, we'll give you this one. Um I reach out telepathically to see if I can get some sense of what it is that's following us.
1: Oh, fun, fun, fun. I need you to now roll me a fitness <laughs> and a command at a difficulty of three. Oh, oh no. Uh, I'm, gonna spend, one of these I'm gonna spend
0: one of those momentum. <laughs> Um, and I would like to apply espionage as. I'll a give focus. it to you.
3: All
1: right, let's let's see how this goes. I need three successes. You need three successes. All right, well let's see how it goes. You get yeah. three successes. So you reach out, Rez, and because you succeeded, remember how I I said that when you opened communications, you know that ungodly whale came through communications. Mm-hmm. You get that same sort of feeling in your mind, only this time you're prepared for it, so you immediately know to like shut down the volume, shut down the link, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, before it burns anything out in your head. But whatever's going on here isn't something you're going to be able to telepathically communicate with, which is saying something because the Undine usually overwhelm other species, not the other way around. All right, uh, Tambra, so I just. Um... I just tried to reach out to Health Athlete to sort of
0: figure, like, feel out what it is that we're dealing with. And um, I would recommend not not doing that. Um, it is definitely whatever it is. Do you remember that sound we heard over the sensors, over mm-hmm. the comms? It's like that, but in your brain. And um, it was very unpleasant. So um, I'm going to turn the gain up on my tricorder here. And I think we should like walk back to back because I do not want to be blindsided by something.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh... Computer, increase illumination by ten percent. He just gives it a shot.
1: Yeah, he gives it a shot. Uh, I tell you what. What happens is, one of the lights, uh, probably about five or ten meters ahead of you in the corridor, it flickers a little bit,
0: and <laughs> then it sparks shoot out. It shudders and then goes out. <laughs> oh, good. Place is in good repair. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I turn around. I increase the. Scan intensity on my tricorder, and then I sort of back so that my shoulders are touching uh, Tabris's shoulders.
2: Nice, Riss. I'm not really good at you know the 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 scientific stuff, Um, but is there any way you can tell how old this place is?
0: Oh yeah, it should be. Yeah, let's do that. Shouldn't be too hard, hopefully. Yeah, Uh, I do a scan to determine age of uh, the material next to us.
1: Let's do a reason science. uh, Difficulty of one.
0: I have metallurgy. That would definitely apply. (laughs) This will be the one time in my entire groundskeeper's (laughs) career that metallurgy will be helpful. And you get one success. Oof! I'm just scraping by the... Mm
1: -hmm. Except for that first one. Yeah, except for that very first one. So you know how... You already have that feeling that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. According to your tricorder, that panel on the wall you just scanned was made two hours ago.
0: All right. Tabris, I don't think these tricorders are working. Because according to these scans, that panel is two hours old, and that's not. Like, we, we spent days traveling to the system to get closer to the city. So unless it's making its own... Uh, interior geography as we cross it, like I, I can't, and there's no sign of that. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know how to explain these readings.
2: Hmm. Uh, Tebris on a on a hunch, is uh, is thinking about how cool it would be. If they came across a snow cone machine.
1: Okay. What flavor? Strawberry. Funnily enough, when you turn the next corner, you don't see a snow cone machine. But floating midair is a snow cone. Right, I'm I'm talking like one of those paper sort of things (laughs) that you would get at the fair and then just just a strawberry snow cone on, on top of it
2: uh res i i I don't want to worry you or anything Mm -hmm. but um well uh i was just thinking about a snow cone and do you want to look forward
0: uh sure let's rotate let's rotate 180 we'll do the
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll do the rotation
0: yeah um is it? Is what so first of all what's the snow cone second of all is it the thing i'm looking at and third of all is it supposed to float in the air like that
2: Yes and no, and and try it. They're actually really good.
0: Wait, is it a thing I'm supposed to eat?
2: Yeah, you eat
0: it. All right, it looks too big for this these mouths, but all right.
2: Um, so- oh no! <laughs> you take as big a bite as you can, but you're not going to be able to eat the whole thing in one bite.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. What about this? What about this? This uh, seeming, this like deciduous. Uh, wrapping at the bottom. Well, should I just like tear a hole in that and suck it out of the bottom? Like, is that how do these work?
2: Well, that's what you do after a little while because it'll melt a little bit.
0: Oh, so it's frozen H two O.
2: It's a frozen treat. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, I I scan it before I eat it.
1: All right, <laughs> uh, go, we'll make this a task because you can't possibly roll complications again. Right. Uh, <laughs> Reason, uh, reason science Difficulty of zero And if you literally roll complications Again I will just have the best Time in the world Okay hey. no complication You get a momentum uh, There's no snow cone there according to your tricorder There's uh, just air there
0: Alright yeah these tricorders I-, I reach forward to try and grab the thing
1: It feels solid You pick it up it feels nice and cold
0: uh, all right, I think our tricorders are pretty much out of order. It may be something to do with the trust um, being down, based on the communication error. Um, but yeah, these tricorders are not reading anything. Um, like I, I couldn't even detect this this uh, snow cone. It, it, that's you call those a snow cone?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, I, I take a bite. It's very nice.
1: It's strawberry flavored.
0: Oh, this is a this is very sweet. Um, yes. It, also, oh. Oh, now my head hurts. Oh, wait, it's uh-huh. passing. Oh, all right. Oh, it seems to be passing. Well, oh, you're so lucky. Luckily, are I I, I assume that was a I
2: have a- I have never experienced what you just experienced.
0: What you mean? Your immune system fighting off some sort of. Uh, I'm going to throw this away because I it seems to attack me.
2: It's called a brain freeze.
0: I mean, there's a joke here that I could make about how, of course, you've never experienced one. But first, explain to me what they are.
2: Well, I mean, human scientists go back and forth all the time, and, and he goes off on this long, um, long speech about what brain freezes are, and how they were invented by uh, a Earth scientist called 7-Eleven. <laughs>
1: oh lord i almost want to hear that speech like just a small <laughs> part of me wants to hear it but i understand what you mean <laughs> but uh the one thing that you notice uh as all this is going on is that Res maybe your attention wanders from the snow cone and then when it wanders back it's gone like it's out of your hand like your hand is still like holding the air as if it was there but the snow cone is gone okay tabris did you take that from me
2: no. And I thought it well, was actually I thought it was actually kind of rude you didn't share it.
0: Well, it's gone. I would have offered you some. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I didn't think it was A poisoned and B it vanished. Did you say you were thinking of a snow cone
2: and a snow cone appeared? Yes, because I had a theory about why the panel was the way it was.
0: So we're assuming that it's some sort of response to our Uh, to our mental uh, thoughts? Yes. You know, as opposed to our non-mental thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, in which case, you and I should be able to shield our minds, and maybe we should see what's genuinely here.
2: All right, that sounds good. All
1: right. So I'm trying to think about what I should make this as a task. Uh, Why don't we call this a fitness and a command? And I would say it's at a difficulty of three for each of you. And if you pass, your mind is shielded. If not, well, it's not shielded. Oh, boy.
2: I'll use one of them and you use the other momentum.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Uh, will survival work as a, as I a think focus this, here? Yeah, survival could apply.
2: You're gonna you're gonna use the hell out of your survival today.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the, it was the opposite of metallurgy. I was like, I'll take metallurgy because it's character appropriate, but I'll never get to use it. I'll take survival because uh, you know, like the character survived a thing, and also I'll be able to use survival all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I only got two. Alright, so no help for Rez.
2: I mean, come on. I have human trivia as a focus, so...
1: I mean, yeah, clearly we didn't power build these characters. Yeah. Yes! Yes! Alright, so you're not going to run into any more snow cones as Tabris is successfully able to shield their mind. But Rez, I'm mm-hmm. very curious. What is uh, what is on your mind right now?
0: Well, I'm still trying to figure out why the communication system burned out when we it through the trust systems that shouldn't be a thing that happens especially we shouldn't have lost the avatar because those systems aren't connected so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm envisioning that whole mechanism and trying to piece together where that short must have been that it would have affected both systems
1: so what happens is as you are sort of paused in this corridor there's that shriek again this time over some unseen loudspeakers but then a panel on the wall, maybe the same one you just scanned burns out and falls off of the wall and just sort of fizzles much like the communication systems of the Trouse did.
0: Okay uh, we're in trouble. all right um, uh, say something say something uh, happy that I could think about while we're in a weird station probably full of ghosts pinatas Oh what's a pinata?
2: Oh, a piñata is a very traditional um, uh, Latin American um, um, construct that holds a bunch of candy inside, and you beat it with sticks until the candy falls out.
0: This does not seem like... Oh, God. Who... who Oh, now I'm picturing a bunch of thugs with sticks. This is a terrible... Uh, oh, God. Um, I'm going to... Uh, res Troust, nothing okay. Um, listen, Tamris, I think we should go back to the ship. Uh, you do, you do know where the ship is, right? Because it just occurred to me that I think I'm lost.
2: You're lost,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm definitely lost. My sense of direction is blown. As soon as we turned around, I lost where we were.
2: What the ship is that way, right?
0: Yeah, but how many right turns do we take? Was it was it three or seven? I don't know!
2: But don't we want to explore this place?
0: Uh, yeah, but if it's responding to our thoughts and panels are blowing out, um, we're in some real trouble. Because I can imagine a bunch of ways that this station could decompress and kill us instantly. And now I'm trying really hard not to think of all
1: of them. Res, I need horrible. you to roll me a D20, please. <laughs> a 15 so because i find it funny uh you hear some th- sort of like ghostly whale coming up the corridor the way you're facing it's like an ooh type noise uh
0: charis you hear that yeah and you do uh yeah yeah i hear it's,
1: it. it it's coming from ahead of me can we can we turn around again you have a better gun <laughs>
2: Camera swaps positions.
1: So, uh, did either of you ever play the game Viva Pinata? Or at least seen some marketing on it? <laughs> yep. Alright, so I want you to imagine like a very festive, like looking pinata. It's orange and green, uh, but it's see-through, like a ghost pinata. And it's wielding a stick. And it is currently flying at you at ludicrous speed.
2: All right. Uh, I think it's time to shoot the pinata.
1: All right. Well, if you're going to shoot the pinata, that's going to be a uh, control security difficulty of two. Oh, yeah. Successes. So uh, you've. hold out your phaser and you fire it at the ghost piñata. Words I never thought I'd say. Uh, you fire it at the ghost <laughs> piñata and it explodes into translucent candy all over the place. Okay.
2: Um... <laughs> trust looks... Uh, not Trous. Uh, Tabris looks at the ship or looks at the hallways. That's not what he was thinking! <laughs> The don't, don't, tell
0: is it, silent. don't tell it that. Uh, all right. I'm thinking of um, a straight shot to the dome so we can scan it and uh, figure out what the dome is made of. A straight shot to the dome. Straight shot the dome. Straight and
1: shot to the dome. It's the strangest thing as, oh, hello. We have a raid. Hello, Yancha Gogo. How you doing there? Thank, hi there, Raiders. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is a uh, Star Trek adventure stream. Which, uh, you know, it's kind of one of my uh, mainstay games. But yeah, uh, of course, uh, if you uh, you like following, I'd love to see it. But uh, back to the point here. Um, What was I saying? Yes, so you think of a straight thought to the dome. And strange enough, you make maybe one more left side, or you take one more left-hand turn. And you emerge into what is essentially an abandoned city. And... As you're looking around, it's it's almost human in origin, where you're seeing these big old apartment blocks, maybe seven to ten stories tall, um, that are just sort of dilapidated and otherwise in disrepair. And you're currently walking out into what is essentially a, a highway or a raised sort of street that runs the uh, the gambit from the external side of the dome to the internal side of the dome, if that makes any sense. Um, But what you're also seeing is that part of the dilapidation is nature-based. So you're seeing trees, you're seeing bushes, you're seeing grass sort of mixing with the asphalt and otherwise giving a um, nature has taken over again, quote unquote, feel. Um, There's also something very odd. You hear the sound of bird chirping. So picture your favorite bird and that's what you're hearing. Uh, to scan for life forms I'll do the same
3: mm-hmm.
1: all right so uh, I'd like you to give me uh, each of you separately unless you want to assist each other uh, I need a reason and a science at a difficulty of two mm. and no survival will not count as a focus
0: <laughs> no yeah I, I assume that i was looking at the rest of these to see if i but i don't think any of them will apply
1: Nope. all them. right so again your tricorders just are not giving you any data according to them you're in what is essentially another metallic corridor like it's showing a wall where there clearly is not a wall kind of a thing oof uh tamers what are
0: the odds that we are getting accurate readings but we are not perceiving correctly like we, could very hol- well,
2: we could very well still be in the hallway.
0: What if this is a holodeck situation where the in the sense that uh, the, it works similar to the technology for holodecks where you and I are together and the simulation is actually moving around beside it, around us rather than us moving around inside it
2: hmm. No uh, uh, I like your I like your idea. Computer
1: um, door. Arch. Computer Arch. No arch appears.
0: Hmm. I thought about might be way too easy.
2: <laughs> um, Tabras is going to try to focus and concentrate mm. on seeing the walls for what they are. Hmm. If that makes any sense.
1: It does. And I'll tell you what, I'll even give you an advantage because you did succeed on shielding your mind earlier. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a insight and a science or an insight in engineering? Um, let's call this a difficulty of two.
2: I don't think you could have picked two worse things for me to roll.
1: No, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like I planned that for a reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you're just sort of seeing this dilapidated city. But uh, one thing that will immediately catch your attention, both of you, is that as you maybe start to proceed down one of the streets, you eventually come to a boulevard and scattered throughout the boulevard is a copious amount of rags. So you're seeing rags, you're seeing bits of fabric, bits of cloth, and they're just sort of lying in clumps where you might expect to have seemingly seen people.
2: Does it look like each little pile is representative of one person worth of clothing
1: conceivably if they were humanoid sized how old does the fabric look one pair of
2: pants one shirt you know that kind of thing
1: yeah that kind of thing where you're where it's it's one person's worth of clothes um how new it looks it looks very new like probably fresh out of the factory new Oh.
2: All right, Rez, this person wasn't wearing underwear. Under what? Oh, nothing. Never mind.
0: All right. Um, so, uh, hey, listen, I have consumed a little bit of Earth media, and this is reminding me a lot of a thing that I don't want to tell you about, because I'm afraid if I say it out loud, it'll become true.
2: Hmm. Um, ooh, ooh, can I try to guess?
0: I mean, I, I don't think, considering the actual, uh, what I assume is the science behind this, I don't think it really matters, so I'm just going to tell you. Um, have you ever seen uh, that, that martial arts movie where um, the...
2: Oh, Gio Gata? I love that
0: movie. No, 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 no. I think it's called Defend the Block, um, where the inner city kids have to defend themselves against an alien attack. Oh, Okay. I I only know what some of those words mean. Um, I'm not sure what inner city kids are. They would refer to themselves as that. Um, uh, But yeah, the city kind of looks like this, uh, minus the clothes all over the place. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, this looks like something vaporized all the intelligent organic material, leaving only uh, plant material and the city.
2: Is there any residue on the clothing? Any sort of
1: biological residue? There is, actually. Uh, and I'll, I'll get... Well, you don't have momentum, so let's actually make this a roll to hopefully get you guys momentum. Uh, reason, <laughs> medicine, difficulty of zero. Just, you know, don't roll complications.
3: Yeah, yeah. Cause...
0: Or it might
1: turn up that <laughs> that residue... Yay! One success. Hey. You get one momentum. So, the residue you're seeing is human.
2: See? It's human. Well, uh, maybe. All right. So maybe it's seen, human because we think it's human.
0: So, we're seeing a human city floating in the sky around a cloud. There was no other planet in this system that could have supported life, was there?
2: Not that I. Not that. You know, well you're the science officer
0: <laughs> no yeah I think I'm thinking out loud more than really asking you to ever... um, which means that this must have come this must be an extra systemic structure it's even more weird than I thought I don't I don't remember do you did you take a look at the scans from the outside I don't remember seeing any kind of engine structure so something must have towed this here and then just left it where would they get resources?
2: Well, that's if it is what we even think it is. Well,
0: I mean, I didn't see... Well, I, yeah, and the other part of this is I didn't see any localized starship traffic. Like, there's no... It's not like there's a bunch of starships passing this way all the time. What <laughs> is this?
2: Uh, Tabaris puts his hands together.
1: Hello! <laughs> And it echoes, hello, 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 hello. And then you hear something that makes your blood run cold. Now, up to this point, I've been describing, you know, inhuman shrieks, uh, inhuman sort of sounds. This one is decidedly human. This is the sound, if you will imagine for me, this is the sound of a mother who is literally watching their child in pain. So maybe the child getting stabbed or something like that, like something that would em- elicit the almost blood-curdling level of female scream, if that makes any sense. Oh,
0: uh, I immediately break and a run in that direction, uh, okay. forgetting that I'm concerned about
1: my own safety. All right, Tabris, do you follow? Yeah. Okay. So as you sprint down the streets towards the source of this wailing, uh, you eventually emerge into another boulevard, and in the middle of the boulevard is... A robot, or what could be construed as a robot. It's basically a bunch of uh, Matryoshka squares that are stacked on top of each other. So you have one big box at the bottom, you have a slightly smaller box on top of that, and it goes all the way up. Um, It's Maybe it starts off at the bottom as a meter by meter by meter, and then it maybe goes up to about a third of a meter at the very top. So it's a fairly sizable robot, all things considered. Um, But the reason you think it's a robot and not just like a a bit of art or something like that is the amount of, uh, diodes and a lot of the flashing lights and what could be construed as sensor antennae sticking off of this thing. And it is currently looming over a pile of clothes or what is essentially a pile of clothes that is falling to the ground.
0: Oh no, we're, we're too late. Um, I, what I try, I... Out of instinct, i try trying to use my tricorder to detect any uh, weapons residue, weapon fire, and recent any recent weapon fire, in, re- one, re- weapon fire,
1: in an effort to figure sight. out what we're
0: <laughs> in an effort to figure out what we're facing.
1: Sure, go ahead and roll me an in. insight and a security difficulty of two. And yes, you do have a focus. Nope. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll let it succeed at cost, but I'm going to take two threat for it. Sure. So, what you see is that, yeah, that robot, android, whatever you want to call it, box droid, uh, yeah, it's got disruptors, and it literally just vaporized what could have been a human.
0: Uh, Tabris, take cover. We should, let's open fire. Okay. We look like humans, <laughs> Like we're not going <laughs> to...
1: Alright, so let me uh I didn't think you guys would actually shoot it. I guess I should have expected better. <laughs> we just very quickly throw a box on here that we could pretend is the robot. A box. A box. Hey. It's Boxy the Robot. Yep, there you go. There's Boxy the robot. Best drawing in the West. Alright, so uh you're taking a shot at it. Who's shooting first and what are you shooting with? Uh,
2: I'm shooting with my uh, with my nice little uh, undine gun.
1: All right. So go ahead and roll me a uh, control security. Difficulty of two. Oh. oh, no. Oh, dear. So I think, Tabris, what happens is, as is classic in my game, you go to push the button to get the phaser to fire, and it just goes... Arr. And then it starts to charge up and emit a very high-pitched whine. God.
2: Uh, He's going to have to try to fix it. Actually, Mm -hmm. he's going to give it some res. Here, fix this!
1: And the good news is, because you haven't actually hit the robot yet, you're not technically in combat yet. (laughs) Uh, I throw
0: him my phaser, and then I start trying to fix the phaser he just handed me.
1: Alright, so to fix this overloading tri- or overloading phaser, that's going to be a control or a daring plus engineering. Difficulty of two. Uh, I don't think I have a focus. No, probably not. Alright. Nope. Yeah, so unfortunately the, tri- or the uh, phaser is still overloading and everything you're doing is just delaying the inevitable at this point. Uh, I
0: pop its power supply out so it doesn't explode.
1: All right, so you pop out the power supply, the bit of battery, and now you have an overloading battery in your hand. Ah, oh, um, <laughs> throw, I, the the throw the battery at the robot. Throw the battery at the robot. Nice. Uh, tell you what, if you give me a momentum, you can hit the robot with the battery. Uh done. Yeah. All right, so <sighs> you hit the robot in its head with the battery, and it kind of goes twink, and it falls to the ground, and then the battery uh catches on fire. And does like a miniature like poof as the uh, battery cells ignite and explode. Um, But the robot just very slowly turns to look at you. And it's a very, um, almost like what I've drawn here, just two squarish eyes, a thin line for what could be construed as a mouth. And it just sort of looks at you and then says, trying to think because I'm trying to figure out how to say this. You know how binary would sound if you were to say it really, really quick. So 1010111, 0, 0, 1, like really, really fast. Imagine that, but it's also in hex, not binary. So you're getting one through 10, but also A through F, if that makes any sense. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh,
2: that, that sounds like a you think.
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah. I it kind of does. I modify my tricorder to uh, translate to machine like from or sorry from machine language to some sort of um, comprehensible
1: output. Yeah, uh, go ahead and roll me a let's call this an insight engineering difficulty of one. Uh, computers is a focus oh most definitely one success so wow. the message you translate is this new life form detected please proceed to spire for processing
0: uh all right did you uh yeah i read it out loud to tap i'm like do you what's this what is the spire do you think and should we proceed there i feel like processing has a really ominous sound to it
2: uh Tabris smiles and waves at it 48690A0A. Zero, zero, a.
1: <laughs> oh the uh it doesn't really have arms to wave back at you, but it just sort of stares in your direction a little bit longer, and then it repeats the message to Rez.
0: Uh yeah, it's definitely telling us to go to the spire. Uh, uh, ask, for processing.
2: Ask it where the spire is.
0: Um
2: And, of course, Tavris is looking around for a big old spire. All right.
1: So uh, as this is going on, you maybe look up the road uh, deeper into the dilapidated city. Apparently that's our word for today, dilapidated. Uh, But we look down the street and we see in the distance, of course, like most cities, the further you get in, the higher the buildings get. But what really Mm -hmm. catches your attention is probably the tallest building, maybe about the size of... um, about the World Trade Center, before it went down, so fairly sizable building. Um So, what is that? A hundred and some odd floors? you think I'd remember. Basically, it's a very, very tall skyscraper is what I'm getting at. Um mm. But there's two of them. And they're both the same size. But what you do notice is they are connected by what appears to be a sky bridge.
0: Uh, I see if I can get the tricorder to to i feed it some input which is where's the spire and then see if it'll broadcast in uh in aud- auditory with the computer voice
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: uh that in hex
1: roll me a control and engineering difficulty of zero hopefully to get you some momentum That, that, that is, that is no momentum, um, hmm, well,
3: hmm,
0: I mean, I'm not, the chances of my failing this often with this, these numbers is not good, (laughs) I, I mean, I'm very lucky at not being lucky, apparently, Mm -hmm.
1: okay, uh, I think what happens is the robot, you know, you feed it, and your quitter spits out something, but the robot just sort of turns its heads back and begins like combing through the bits of cloth as if it's looking for something.
2: I'm going to watch it to see if it finds anything.
1: Okay. So, if you will imagine uh, basically what is essentially a Roomba trying to run over a pile of clothes, that's what it's doing right now. And you hear like a, a sucking sound or some sort of a vacuum that's happening. And after a moment, uh, it pulls back from the pile of clothing and you see on your tricorder, I think, with, you know, simple scan, that the organic residue that was present on the cloths has been consumed by the robot.
0: Oh, Tabris, I do not like this at all. Uh, But I think we should get out of sight of this thing because if it decides where it's next meal.
2: All right, let's head to the spire.
1: So, my question is, um, when you're going towards the Spire, um, are you going to take a straight shot there? Are you going to maybe go down some alleyways so that you're less exposed? Because right now, you're kind of in the open in terms of the city.
2: Oh, yeah. we're We're going side paths.
1: Side paths? Okay. Yeah. So, what you're noticing is that the closer and closer you get to the Spire, the more bits of clothing you're seeing, the more piles of clothing... And it gets to the point where you eventually arrive maybe about three blocks away from the spire itself when the entire streets that you're looking out from like an alleyway, the entire street from curb to curb is just covered in bits of clothing. No more robots, though. Only just the one robot that you've seen so far.
0: Tablets, I don't like this. I don't know. There doesn't appear to be anybody left.
2: Somebody was here. I mean, we heard the screen.
0: Yeah, and then we saw her clothes fall to the ground, man. Yeah,
2: but the chances of there only being one person.
0: Okay, fair. Uh, On the other hand, they're probably not going to be out in the open like we are, Uh, so maybe we should try cutting into some of these buildings.
2: It's not a bad idea.
0: Uh, maybe we should check the entrances for signs of recent access, and see if we can find a building that might have life inside. Mm. Since our tricorders are pretty much useless at detecting it, um,
2: Tamaris is going to look for any sort of markings. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that kind of looks like. Um, If you were like a member of a resistance where you'd be like.
1: You know, like a circle in chalk with a line through it. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like three tally marks means this is like the third stop. You know, things like Mm -hmm. that. I got you. Roll me a insight in a security difficulty of uh, one. Looking looking basically for hobo marks. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually what they're called, too. Mm
3: hmm. Oh, yeah, hey, there you go. Three Look successes. at that.
1: All right, so that is uh, two momentum for you, finally. Yeah, uh, now that you're looking actively for them, you do see uh, what appear to be some form of a, a symbol uh, structure here. So one building, for example, has a circle with a line through it. Another one has a circle with like a half moon drawn underneath of it. And then another one has three tally marks in the middle of the circle. And then these three seem to repeat every so often. I point them out to Rez. See? All right, cool. Uh, hey,
0: while, while we investigate this, hand me your, your tricorder. These don't seem to be useful. I'll see if I can jury-rig these batteries to power the, the phaser rifle.
2: Oh, that'd be good. All right. I'm going to try and take there's, the two. I the think batteries- there's something about this place that is just disrupting everything in our communications from earlier, our weapons now.
3: Mm.
0: Agreed. I'm going to try and uh, take these two batteries and uh, connect them and reroute the thermionic reciprocating sustainer so that it'll it'll function as one power source for the the, uh, phaser rifle. But I think I'm going to have to tie it on there with a piece of my sleeve. So um, let's see if this works first.
2: Tabris just picks up a piece of clothing. You can use this! Oh, good point, actually. Yeah, let's just use some (laughs) of the
1: cloth that's all around us. I was wondering to see if you would actually go for it. But yeah, uh, let's get you some momentum here. Control and engineering difficulty of zero. In before complications. Famous last words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh... Hey, Hey, two momentum for you, so you're up to four. So yeah, you're able to jury-rig, but it's essentially an overpowered uh, power supply for your phaser. All right, but the tricorders are both dead now, because they weren't being very useful anyway. Well, that's the strangest thing. When you go to look back at your tricorder, they're working in the absence of a battery.
0: Okay, Tabris, we definitely can't trust any of these readings, because uh, as you can clearly see, I've taken the battery out of this tricorder, but... Also, check it out. It's still displaying readings.
2: Well, it could be that this place in itself has ambient uh, power that is being drawn into the device. That would be uh, quite the
0: coup, because even our ships don't have onboard power that functions in sufficient uh, amperage and voltage to power devices. Without also then causing damage to cellular structures passing through those fields.
2: Well, they did say, um, yeah, they. Well, never mind. I was going to tell you a little bit about this guy named Nikola Tesla, uh, but we'll we'll continue.
1: But uh, Tabaris, at the mention of cellular decay and cellular problems, I can do English today. You know what I mean. I would say give me a reason medicine difficulty of one, and you will have a focus for this one as you sort of look at yourself and do a self-assessment. That's not good. (laughs) One success, which is all you need. So, yeah, now that he's mentioned it, you are sort of feeling like your extremities are maybe decaying a little bit, which is really odd
2: yeah, I, um, you know, Rez, uh, I think it might be power in the air because look, I mean, you know, I, I appear to be decaying slightly. Uh,
0: as our medical officer, uh, what do you think we should do about that?
2: I think we should try to go into one of these buildings. I'm thinking the the three tally marks.
0: Okay, three tally mark building. It is. Um, I'm surprised that you're suggesting we continue, but uh, you know what? You're it's your expertise. Let's uh, let's do this.
2: Well, and then, you know, I I at least want to make some sort of attempt at communication. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to have to admit this entire encounter from our logs. And, uh, you know, the command might not like that. No,
0: we won't admit it. We'll just say that nothing happened. It was non-eventful. Those can happen.
2: But it hasn't been non-eventful.
0: What (laughs) event do you want to report to command at this point?
2: That's exactly what I'm trying to get at.
1: So it was a non-eventful anyway. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's go into the building. All right. Now I'm gonna do something a little bit weird <clears throat> here. And this worked out well for the Matahari group, but I'm interested to see how you two fare. So you go into one of these three TallyMark buildings, and would you go in at a ground level? Would you go maybe up to the second, third, fourth floor, maybe?
0: Uh no, I'd probably go in ground level. Ground level. It wouldn't ground occur to me to
1: Okay. So you go in ground level, and when you enter into the lobby of this building, um, you see that it is actually in rather good repair. I mean, obviously, the exterior looks like it's seen the ravages of time. Interior looks almost spotless in a way. Um, But this is where the interesting comes in. Uh, Rounding the corner at the same time as you all is a copy of yourselves. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give them, uh, we'll call this one Res 2, and we'll call this one Tavris 2. And for one of those brief moments, you look at yourself, and you look at yourselves looking at yourselves. And then you both try to speak at the same time. Uh.
0: <laughs> Tavris, what well with you?
1: How long have you been here? They ask the exact same question of you. How long have you been here? Kind of a thing. Uh, About two hours, say, give or take. That's how long we've been here. Uh, What's your ship name? It's the Troust. Huh.
0: Hey, um, what would happen if we restricted the macroscopic
1: thermionic reciprocating sustainer on the troust? Well, that's simple, says res number two. The troust would experience a cascading ion flow, and it would explode.
0: Uh, Tyrus, that's right. That is what would happen. Hmm. Uh, I think for all intents and purposes, we're looking at all copies right, of all right. ourselves. All right.
2: Which movie won the first official Best
1: Picture Academy Award? <laughs> Out of character, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, lord. <laughs> um, I'm not going to Google it, uh, but uh, Tavers does say something to the effect of somewhere in the neighborhood of the correct answer, but maybe not the specific correct answer. It's just wings. Ah, <laughs> Well, that is not their answer. <laughs> ah!
2: He got it wrong, Rez.
1: Yeah, but who? How could you expect anybody? Oh, wait, wait.
0: You knew that. That's me. (laughs) What's not you? Yes, because I knew that answer. Okay, so, um, well, what if the? But what if they're from a different timeline?
2: Ooh, and there could be a different award winner. Exactly. So, what if their answer
0: is correct in their universe, and we've somehow stumbled into some sort of uh, nexus?
1: If you give me a momentum, I will remind you of something.
0: Yeah. We have four. You can have one more momentum.
1: (laughs) Sure, why not? Tabris, remember an earlier role to shield your mind? Did that Mm -hmm. succeed or fail for you?
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so I think that I yeah,
0: you you think something. Um, do, what what should we listen? I, I theorize that we may be from um, uh, varying universes, and if we were to make actual physical contact, we may cause some sort of cascading um, matter pseudo matter reaction, and I don't want to destroy us all. So, I'm going to we're going to back away now, I think.
1: Yeah, that uh, that sounds like a good idea. And they start backing up too. Oh, wait. Actually, could we shake hands? No, no.
0: No? I mean, if you want to risk some sort of universe uh ending style reaction where the matter from their universe uh
2: But see, I don't think that's the case. I mean, he didn't say wings. He didn't say the racket. He didn't say Seventh Heaven, you know, which were all of the ones that were nominated.
0: Listen, Tabris, if you want to risk it, uh, I trust you. So you go ahead.
2: All right. Hey, Tabris! And
1: he, like, walks forward extending his hand. All right. And Tabris, too, does the same sort of meet you halfway And this is going to be a great cliffhanger for break, but Tabris, as you (laughs) shake hands with yourself, you get the overwhelming sense that something is very, very wrong. And that feeling is justified because seconds later, what was Tabris becomes a undulating mass of black material that almost like venom uh, almost latches onto your skin and begins spreading up your arm And that's where we're going to go to break Uh, we will be back in 10 minutes everybody stick around all right and welcome back a little bit early uh if you're just tuning in uh, the players are in a bit of a conundrum they're in a dome city made out of materials they don't quite understand facing down copies of themselves or seemingly copies as uh when tavaris went to shake hands with himself he ended up getting venomed, so we will resume there. So Tabris, a venom-like creature, is, co- or is kind of co- ah, what's the word, um, coagulating Coding. up your arm, um, and is attempting to otherwise embed itself into your flesh.
2: Uh, Tabris is going to quote one of his uh, one of his most um, yeah you know, one of the singers he admires most, and he's just
1: going to try to shake it off. No. Oh okay uh, you may do a uh, let's do a uh, fitness and a security difficulty of two here
2: and I'm going to give you a momentum so I can get an extra die alright
1: and I'm assuming hand to hand combat most definitely would apply hmm Look at Very that. nice. So that is uh, three successes. So you are now at a total of three momentum. So yeah, uh, what you're able to do is you're able to literally shake your arm and like fling it to the ground next to res number two. And sure enough, res number two does the same thing where it stops being a copy of res itself and turns into a um, you know an undulating mass of black goo. So you're now we're facing essentially what are two black oozes at that were once you. We're going to go into initiative order. Awesome. All right. So uh, it is technically your guys' turn. Uh, what would you like to do?
2: Uh, Tabris is going to set his phaser on
1: a widespread, and he is going to shoot them both. Okay. That would be a control and a security at a difficulty of two.
2: And because we have momentum, I'm gonna use it. Okay. Um and let's see what is the other piece of this
1: equation. Uh, I'll take the aim minor action. Okay, well, you in order to put your phaser on area, that would be part of your charge, which would be a minor. Oh, okay. But you could spend one momentum to do a second minor.
2: Um yeah that what sounds good. All right, and um, yeah, so both of those things um, because I had dead eye marksman, mm-hmm. so that'll lower the difficulty by one. All right. And that was control secure. security. Three dice difficulty one.
1: Um, and, and here we go. Oh. Uh! Very nice. That. Two successes, which means you get one momentum, and you could even re-roll that zero if you so wished. No, but yeah. I am going to roll a challenge die. Ah, yes. For or untapped potential. potential. Very nice. The two, which I believe means two momentum more for mm-hmm. you. All right. So you are able to hit. So let's see. Six challenge die for damage on your phaser. Very Nice. So what happens is when you phaser the two copies of yourselves, or what were the two copies, um, you actually finish the encounter right away. Um, They are stunned because you didn't say you were firing lethal. Um, They're stunned. So instead of being squirming masses of black, they sort of become like um, almost like a congealed ooze that sits on the bottom of a pool or at the top of the pool. And they just sort of sit there inert for a moment.
2: All right. We should leave. Uh, yeah. All right. We should try one of the other buildings, though.
1: And actually um, what happens is when you guys turn to leave, uh, coming in the doorway behind you is your robot friend from earlier. Oh, God. And uh, your robot friend uh, makes to look like it's going to just move right past you two. I'm going to let him go
2: past us and see what he's doing to the goo. Okay. Yeah, I freeze.
1: I just don't move at all. All right. Well, because you stood, stayed still, what happens is he moves uh, or it moves until it is right up next to the oozes. And then it, a panel opens up in one of the second boxes close to the head and a little knob comes out and you recognize this is a disruptor. Um, it disrupts both of the piles of goo, which ter- turn into piles of clothing, which the robot then begins to Roomba. All right. I don't feel so bad about the robot
2: anymore. I mean, yes.
0: All right. So do we want to head for the Spire then? Spire it is. All right. I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still not super pleased with the word processing, but it may have been just a
2: machine term
3: mm-hmm
2: all right you know
1: you never know what aspire aspires to be <laughs> all right so uh you go back outside and uh you head for the spire because this whole excursion only happened three blocks away very easy for you guys to get to said spire and i'm actually what i'm going to do is i'm going to put us back on this map because it'll it'll be able to show you something important so, you're at the tallest spire uh, in the dome, which is this building here. Um, but what you're noticing is that drifting above, almost locked in orbit above, that spire is the trouse, meaning it is no longer at the dock you put it in.
0: I not good, uh, Wait, wait. So, if we just saw copies of ourselves, we should check when we get high enough to see if it's
2: also at the dock we left it at. That's a really good point. Uh, can you try to communicate with it?
0: Um, I don't know that I trust. We, we we usually do that telepathically, and I don't know that I oh, trust any te- I'll, telepathic.
2: I'll do it, because right. it seems to be different for me.
1: Uh, Troust? I'd like you to roll me a control and a command, please. Difficulty of three. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: sure. I'll give you... Momentum. All right. You don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Fair. Fair. Um, Because there's no way I'm
1: going to make this roll. You just got to believe. That's
2: right. Uh, I believe that I will not make this roll.
0: I believe in you. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: Nice. However, mistakenly that may be. Uh, Do you want to use determination on this? No. No. Okay. So <laughs> you cast out your mind and you get a glaringly nothing back, as in you can't even sense res next to you back. All right. I think this is messing with my head, this whole
2: place. Um I think we, we can confirm just
0: through all the experiences that it's messing with both of our heads.
2: All right. Well
1: let's see what's out there. Let's go to the spire. All right. Soon you arrive at the base of the spire. Again, it's these two very large buildings with the sky bridge connecting them. And as you look up at the, at the sky bridge, what you see is along the surface of what appears to be a glass uh, facing structure. Um, on every single one of the panels, there are robots, like mini Roombas, that are just sort of cleaning the glass. But what's really important is that this spire, you know, everything up to this point looks like nature has overrun it. The spire looks like you could go down to any like city in real life to like the city center and it would look completely fine. So there's, there's definitely a difference here in terms of style and a way that the uh, environment is displaying itself. Tabris,
0: I want you to do me a favor. hmm I want you to think of a way that you could test whether the trouse that we get aboard is the trouse that we should get aboard. Don't tell me about it. Don't um, don't talk about it out loud. Just think of a way that you can confirm uh, the veracity of any v- sh- ship we get aboard. Because my greatest nightmare at the moment is that you and I will get aboard an ooze ship and get just outside of range of anything that could help us. And then it turns into ooze and digests us. All right. I got it. Cool.
2: I uh, already know me- what I'm
0: doing. In the meantime, uh, here, take this tricorder. Um, I've, uh, I've intensified the linear photon polarizer. So what should happen is if you press that central uh, button that I've uh, had the tricorder illuminate, it'll cause an electric field around you. So if you get too close to one of those, um, it should intensify the electrical field around you, uh, sort of like a, a, a primitive stun weapon, um, which should protect you from being touched by any of those black oozes again. I think. Okay. Uh, however, it's one-time use only. So if you do it once, that should that'll burn out all the circuits on that tricorder. All right. All right. Let's get in the spire,
1: mm-hmm. all
0: right. and be. Processed, I guess.
1: Now, mostly for flavor purposes, there's actually like a turnstile-style style door. There's an actual pull-push door, and then there is a sliding door. Which which door would you like to go through?
0: Uh, when you say turnstile, do you mean like the the revolving rotating, the revolving, revolving door? Revolving that's door? what it's called. Yeah. Yes. I go. We go for the revolving
1: door. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, now I have a question. Do you both do we're that both, thing where you we're go both going into the same wedge?
2: Okay
1: so you uh you manage to get through the same wedge, and when you come out on the other side, what you find yourselves in is almost like a nice like five star or four star hotel lobby where there's even like a fountain in there uh there's a uh a front desk where behind is sitting one of the robots um and it just seems very nice in here it's very pleasant, very calming, very soothing um but as you come in uh the robot sort of turns its head to look at you and says. Welcome to Prison Facility Alpha Nine. You are at the warden's office. How may I assist you?
0: Uh, we we were instructed to report here for processing.
1: And then it makes a few bits of beeps and chirps and says, "You are not a designated prisoner of this facility. Please state your reason for being."
0: We're here to visit relations.
1: <laughs> Error. The warden is not available at this time. Mm. Uh, Error. What power supplies are failing in Junction Nine A? When is the when is the warden available? The warden has not been available for nine nine, and it repeats nines for a very long period of time before it says days. Oh. Uh, computer, explain the power situation. The prisoners have broken into to the power supply. They are attempting to... And then the computer stops and says, Error, you do not have sufficient clearance for this information.
2: Hmm. Where is 9A?
1: It doesn't say or do anything. Uh, Alright, Travis. Here here are our options.
0: Uh, we can try and go and repair the power supply which I feel would put us in direct conflict with the uh, prisoners of this place, uh, who we have no idea what they're capable of or why they're being imprisoned. For being or, black oozes. Yeah, but being a black ooze isn't necessarily a crime. I mean, it's not a crime with the uh, Undine, anyway. I mean, if it turns out that there's some sort of, um, symbiotic, uh, being that tries to latch on and, and, uh, Control its host, then yeah, then we have a problem, like that Spider-Man comic you gave me. But mm-hmm. if it turns out that they're just like regular life forms who happen to be able to shapeshift and regularly are black oozes, then I mean, they don't need to be. That's not a crime. Oh, so
2: kind of like uh,
0: changelings. Yes, kind of, kind of like changelings, except they were like more like gold ooze, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was red ooze in the comics. But I don't remember any gold ooze.
0: No, I mean, maybe I haven't gotten that far. I only remember the black ooze that eventually became um, uh, the Brock, right?
2: Yeah, you eventually uh, you eventually come across red ooze. Oh. Well mm-hmm.
0: oh, I have to I'll have to keep reading, I guess. Okay, and our other option is to try and make our way to the trust to get our very confused butts out of this station before we accidentally get locked in here
1: well it is a prison go ahead Mm -hmm. what i would say is that the uh the robot actually replies and says are you the owners of the ship we have moved above uh yes that is our ship the trust we have disabled the jamming signal you may communicate freely oh trust are you all right and the Troust comes over in a very concerned, almost matronly way. Are are you guys all right? I, one moment I was being jammed to all hell. The next you guys were gone. I I freaked out. I I did circuits of the area. I I I went up to the sun and I checked the sun out. I thought maybe you flew in there like one of Tabris's harebrained schemes to to chess something. But yeah. Are, where where are you? Are are you in the spire? We are in the spire. Yes.
0: Um. Okay. Um. Apparently you- this is a prison, and uh. A- prisoners have taken over and are uh, sabotaging the power supply
1: um, um uh, should i beam you up or
0: well tamaris what do you think computer how long until the power supply problem becomes
1: catastrophic approximately error you do not have access to this information <laughs> but it, I, it, hey. hopefully what you're getting is that it's trying to reply and then it's like catching up and not realizing you have the access level
2: uh, Tabaris goes over, kind of leans against the, the check-in stand mm-hmm. I'd like to introduce you to uh,
1: the new warden, Mr. Rez We were sent by a corporate <laughs> Roll me a uh, presence and a command a <coughs> Difficulty of a four and, uh, <laughs> Hey, if you pass it good things.
0: I mean, we've got three momentum that you
1: can I'm
2: throw am you
0: two extra dice.
2: I, I am using two momentum mm-hmm. and I am going to now spend my determination okay. um, and I'm actually going to use uh, my value of admirer of human culture mm-hmm. because he's seen this in a ton of different movies. Okay. Yeah, I'll let it happen. And uh, since I am using it in such a way to uh, tap into my admiration of human culture, Mm -hmm. can I have the focus of human trivia? Yeah, I'll let it happen. (laughs) Nice. See, you just have to BS your way through all the shit and you can
1: get four successes. Nice. Nice. So uh, the robot now turns to you, Rez, and says, "Oh, and two momentum. Uh, new warden, please input command code.
0: Uh, I input um, the date, today's date. So 12 alpha, <laughs> or no, 17 alpha
1: 2.3. Command code accepted. There is a message from the previous warden. Would you like to, for it to be played? Uh, yes, put on screen. So it doesn't actually display anything, but a voice comes from uh, the robot, and uh, it's a very uh, strained tone, as if the person speaking is in pain or is otherwise um, under duress. And what they say is, uh, "Listen, uh, whoever whoever the hell hears this, hopefully someone hears this." Just blow this damn place up. <laughs> the prisoners aren't worth it. They, it would take too long to explain the crimes they're committed and the reason they're incarcerated, but just take it from me. They, Damn bastards got me. I only have a few minutes left. To, don't turn into one of them. Don't let them get a hold of you. And then the message stops.
2: Being that that was the final request of the previous owner of this vessel, I think it would be prudent for us to uh, begin a uh, self-destruct process. Uh, Sure. Computer,
0: Ah, wait. Computer, give me a brief synopsis of uh, prisoner crimes.
1: And uh, the robot begins listing everything from petty larceny to first-degree murder to hate crimes to literally every single crime you could think of under the sun.
0: Oh, there's no way we're going to be able to comb through the the prisoners and find that all right um computer what is the current state of the power supply
1: approximately three minutes until detonation
0: oh all right uh, tra- <laughs> oh boy um tabris uh let's let's go let's just um let's just go because we got to get out of range this station is big enough that the explosion of, of that magnitude uh we're going to need to book it uh for lack of a better term traus speed us up
1: and yeah so the uh, the quote unquote final scene is of all of you beaming up to the Troust, and as the Troust zooms away, the city, the lower part of it, begins to glow, and it sort of consumes itself in a ball of light, and then detonates with a massive shockwave that even maybe blows away some of the clothes, uh, the clouds on the Class J gas giant. <laughs> some of
2: those
0: clothes
1: floating. Yeah, some, some of the clothes just over there. floating through the space. <laughs> Oh boy. But yeah, that is uh kind of the end of the adventure today. Uh what did you guys think?
0: That's very good.
2: Yes. I I enjoyed it. I I'm wondering uh, what your uh, what your thoughts were on how it would go.
1: <laughs> um honestly it went a lot better than I thought it would. I was a little bit worried that the red herrings I was throwing out would like totally derail you guys, but you guys pretty much stayed on track, which I loved.
0: It's, it's excellent. Yes, I I also enjoy that we never really lost that sense of like, all right, well, we're just kind of poking around, seeing what we're doing, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> despite and the we fact were that we are still
2: pretty happy-go-lucky the whole time. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. This is uh this is sort of a modification of size shift and an adventure I've run for forty k before, um to sort of give you a little bit behind the scenes. So yeah, basically those black oozes. If they had gotten a hold of Tabaris, they would have turned him into a Black Ooze, and then they would have Ooh. gone for you. Um, but yeah, the Black Oozes were prisoners, basically. They were consuming shapeshifters. And the whole reason that they, um, the whole mind thing was going on was because the Black Oozes also were telepathic. So that's why you guys were experiencing certain things, and why if you guys weren't Undine, I would have had you roll a fitness check for that snow cone. But... Mm-hmm. You were in Dean, so I didn't have you guys roll.
0: It was funny because I talked about how uh, he was how he might have... The heebie-jeebies was a disease. And then I remembered we were on Dean partway through at the beginning. And I was like, yeah, I guess he wouldn't have a disease. And I wouldn't have asked for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, well.
1: But yeah, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, before we ended the stream, uh, did you guys have any requests for types of episodes we could do next?
0: Uh, if you're looking for suggestions... Um, I can think of a like I like, um, uh, like I uh, I think the stuff we've done is really good. I'm I'm a big fan of the mystery ones, uh, Mm -hmm. and first contacts are always fun. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I don't I I have enjoyed everything you've come up with so far. So I don't I don't um, I don't feel like we're we're headed in a bad direction. I think.
2: Yeah, I would I would echo uh, Brian's Brian's statements. Gotcha.
1: All right, so uh, looking so at the calendar of no
2: help to you at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: if you are, if
0: you are genuinely looking for suggestions,
1: no. Um, I mean, I, I I just wanted to get a general feel of uh, cool, what you cool. guys were wanting. Cool. All right, so looking at the calendar, um, I actually have to skip the twentieth, but right. would you guys be good for the twenty seventh? Yep. Sure. All righty. Well, Twitch and YouTube, you will see these lovely gentlemen uh, next. Uh, Well, not next, next Friday, the 27th. Uh, But before I kill the stream, I am going to kill the recording. So YouTube, see you later.